buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny Episode 6. Today we're going to chat with Dave Hartman from The Three Gun Show, leave a voicemail for our guest, talk about the Hold Your Fire storage and transport system, the Vortex Viper PST Gen 2, and read our first review. Today's panel is Dave Hartman, Sean Heron from We Like Shooting, Lacey Lane, and I'm Ava Flannell. Welcome to the show, everyone. How's Thanks. It going? Uh, great to be here. Is it great? Did you say Lucy Lane? That's the second name you screwed up in... In uh, two shows. I did not. <laughs> did, did you say Lucy? It sounded like she said Lucy. My favorite is when you call Sean Chad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. my favorite too. That's a good one. That is. And, that's... and then claim that she didn't. That was amazing. Yeah, I know. I was so, like, wait, did you call me Chad? No. So what you're saying is I should wait to drink until probably after the show? No, nah. after after it gets started at least. Nah. Uh, okay. But, by the, by oh. the way, Lacey Lane, you sound like a, uh, a superhero's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was I, trying to be nice. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so The first actually, thing that the family told me, the family that I married into, is that it sounds like a porn star name. Yeah, I was awesome. like, and coming up on stage one, we've got Lacey Lane. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> she actually just got married too, which is funny. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I was How's the flower out? girl and the maid of honor. Really? Yeah. Did you were you able to do both at the same time? Oh hell yeah, I'm amazing like that. So did you like just throw her bouquet? Is that what the deal was? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was low budget. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was actually just this last summer. It was it was thrown together in like a week, and we yeah. did it in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Any regrets so far? Uh, just I mean, nod your head every day just say just okay you can nod your head but for the people listening you don't have to say anything no. your hesitation is enough <laughs> <laughs> it's already been seven years it was long overdue yeah uh, right <laughs> wow we got married just just in time to get divorced <laughs> <laughs> just in time to start hating each other hey guys so i have an announcement uh last week well i i announced last week that we had our first advertiser who Thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Studio audience gets it. And it happens to be Huntac Gear, and I just wanted to thank them again for um, advertising with us. Uh, it's always nice to back up a company that, you know, I I personally like their products and use. And, uh, um, yeah, so they're all they're American-made. And what else? Uh, you know, right so now I'm, you're holding the V1 series. I've got the V1 series upper with the V1 series angled foregrip, the V1 series handguard, and the V1 series upper. Uh, I do like it. Dave, take a look at this for me. It's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. So, tell me what's the first thing you notice about the handguard. So the uh, first thing I notice is that uh, they are doing like a lightweight sort of thing with the Picatinny rail on top here. Yes. And uh, this is different than some of the other ones I've seen because usually they do like a, uh, I'll, I'll kind of aim this at the camera. Usually they do kind of flat across the top and they make these little uh, relief cuts that are in here. And this actually has a V in there, as, yeah. which is totally cool. So it still holds all, all your stuff just as well, but that takes a ton of weight out of it, actually. Yeah, but I'm sure it does. They've also got the skeletonized in, in, in each Picatinny rail and the relief of each one, as well as underneath the Picatinny rails. Yeah. So. As well as the foregrip. Still has a good diameter, but still pretty light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super light. I actually was not planning on making another AR that was under five pounds. <laughs> and then when I put this together, I think it weighs less than my other AR. I, th I think it does, too. But, yeah, we, we definitely do like them. Um, obviously, I've got the neutered upper here because we are drinking at nine in the morning. Um, so, you know, we just want to be safe. 
And actually, you know what? <laughs> Normally we're like, it's nighttime, but since we're live now on YouTube, we can't even deny nope. it. Nope. <laughs> Negatory. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, got, got four loco before lunch here, so yeah. we're, we're definitely getting into a fight. Well, we wanted to cater towards our guest, and we know that yeah. you're a big fan of four loco. I like it, and it's purple. It's yeah, perfect. well, I picked out that color. I figured it was suiting. That's how I roll. You know who else drinks four loco? Nobody. Jake from Hunt at Gear, I'm pretty sure, drinks four loco. <laughs> I don't think he does. No, <laughs> Are you no, sure? no, 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 I, no. I think he does. I think he does. I but thought we were supposed to talk him up, not down, okay? No. <laughs> I respect a man who hey. can drink four loco before lunch. Thank you, Sean. Oh, no, never mind. You've always uh, been my favorite. Not Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, go check out Hunt at Gear. They do make some awesome products. And Jake, uh, you can hear him in episode five of Gun mm-hmm. Funny. Uh, awesome guy. Hilarious. Uh you know, he's killing it on social media. He's really, really a funny guy, but they're making really cool products here in the United States, too, which is great. So uh, what's the coupon code, Ava? It is GUNFUNNY10, and that coupon code gets you 10% off any of their products. At HuntacGear.com, H-U-N-T-A-C, gear.com. Also, if you guys are building an AR, they um, they sell a bunch of other products as well, which I've ordered from them because they're actually less expensive than my dealer pricing with... Uh, you know, with all my distributors. So, so yeah, check them out. Good all around. Here we go. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. I love that bumper. I know, right? Did you hear how I was like going back and forth in stereo? Yeah, and, yeah. It, it, uh, it makes me feel like Tarzan's going to come swimming through the place. I was just hoping it'd make you feel important. It does. Okay, okay good. good. Perfect. Perfect. M- mission accomplished. Interview over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah, right. We're spending the entire day together. We're going to get so turned up. <laughs> Turn- <laughs> oh, my. All right. So um, we're going to for- party like it's your 31st birthday. Thanks a lot, Lacey. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. So before we started the show, Lacey had to remind everyone how I was kicked out of the bar on my 31st. And it wasn't even a bar, actually. I was going to have like garden. a... Yeah, basically. I was going to have, have like a, a classier birthday where everyone just met for dinner and I figured I'd be like in bed by 1030. But nope. Oops. Nope. Blocked out. Got kicked out. I'm never going to show my face there again. <clears throat> yeah, that's probably a good idea. They probably got a picture of you up on the wall, but it's not a good picture. <laughs> no. <laughs> not a good picture at all. You forgot that you passed out on my couch. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many parts to the story. That and then I couldn't make it to work the next day. I had to call my dad and I was like, Dad, I don't know where I am. I don't know where my car is. <laughs> and it was like, I called him at the time that I was supposed to be at work. <laughs> I lost my car for an entire week once. There's a movie about that. We, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, weren't you in that movie? No, no, that was before that movie. They ripped me off. <clears throat> it's a bunch of crap. It is. So, Dave. Yes. So, um, according to Facebook, uh, some of the, uh, you know, the stalking that I've done on you, <laughs> you used to work for Lockheed Martin, correct? Yeah, but I usually don't say where I used to work. I oh. just say a large defense corporation. Well, too late, <laughs> and we can't even edit that out because we're live. So... What made you just like get up one day and quit and just decide to live out of your truck like a, a hobo? <laughs> uh, I prefer the term transient. Thank you. Uh, Wait, do you have one of those sticks with like a bandana and all your? I actually all your do. Bl- okay, I actually yeah. do. It's uh, it's full of dog toys though. Uh, Got to bring the dog with you. A bindle stick. That's what they're. Bindle called. stick. There yes. you go. So uh, you know, it, it seems like overnight because you make plans behind the scenes. You don't actually 
you know, announce like, hey, guys, in, in a year here or in two years here, I'm going to say F you to the uh, the people I work with and, uh, and run out. But um, so, yeah, it was it was a long time coming. I mean, it was uh, so I worked there for like eight years mm-hmm. and it took me, you know, probably seven months until I realized like, wow, this place is not for me. And then I stayed there for another seven years. So. And why did you stay there so long? Were you hoping that eventually you would it would pay off and you could work wherever you wanted afterwards, or was it just you didn't really know what you wanted to do after? Well, no, it it was uh, there was a couple things. So there's like a certain amount of prestige that comes from working for Lockheed Martin, right? Like it, you know, your parents are happy, your grandma's happy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, girlfriends are happy, your friends are like, oh yeah, you got a good job and all that stuff. So there's that sort of thing. There's like the societal pressure of like wanting to do well and have a mortgage and live in the suburbs and all that crap. So. Mm-hmm. There was that sort of thing, and then of course the uh, paycheck was easy, work was easy, so I, did, I wasn't like digging ditches or anything like that. So it it was just simple, it was comfortable, but doing the uh, the things that are um, exciting in life and the things that are rewarding mm-hmm. are usually not very comfortable because you have to put yourself out there and, and do things that normal people like. But well, that kind of scares me, like be on a camera at twelve in the afternoon drinking four loco. It should scare you. <laughs> Y'all should be scared. So what was it that just made you just, you know, I mean, where, did you just feel like there was like a lack of happiness in your life and um, you felt like a calling somewhere else? What was it that just kind of ultimately made the decision? And what was it about starting your own show that, you know, that you, that you chose that path? Well, I always felt like uh, like caged in by the corporate environment. I'm, I'm not necessarily like the most PC guy. Like I've, um, you know, you feel like, when you put a sweater on a dog and it doesn't like it and it just kind of stands there like what the hell should i do now is that sort of thing and uh i felt like that for like a long time like my personality could not be reconciled with the uh the company that i worked with so uh, i'd listened to podcasts since like 2005 and i really enjoyed the uh um the, the, the conversational aspect of it the way it wasn't like on the radio it's like hey welcome to blah 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 news, news and weather after the hour you know that sort of thing and I, I enjoyed the, like the deep conversations that I was hearing on those. And like I said, I listened to that for like 10 years and I realized like, wow, this is going in a direction that is really accessible to a lot of people. Um, over that period of time that I worked at Lockheed, I found like a passion in the firearms industry. I did some training for a while, like NRA basic pistol, NRA personal protection in the home and uh, some private training. And, uh, and then I discovered three gun. And I loved shooting three gun. Like I loved it more than anything. I thought about it all the time. I practiced in my living room and stuff like that with dry fire. And, uh, there was so much to it. And I watched all these guys do it on three gun nation, like on television and everything. And it seemed like untouchable. And then I realized like, you know, there should be like a, a radio show where they talk about this. And then like two years later, I was like, Hey, I could do that. <laughs> so it was really, so, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, well, you know, I'm uh, dis- despite what I do for a living, I'm kind of like a, a shy private per- person. So putting myself out there and doing something like that was difficult to do. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird, right? Cause I am the shyest guy ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, I've noticed that about you, Sean, but, I know. but the, uh, it's, it's also helped me you know, get over a lot of that stuff because now I have to talk to people I don't know and get to know about them and ask interesting questions that, you know, my audience will enjoy and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, part of that was like, I wanted to really be a a lot better at three gun than I was. And I I wanted to trick the people into talking to me and telling me all their secrets. And then I'd bring the audience along with me and it's kind of worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. What was your first show? Uh, the first show, 
So that's an interesting one. So I did two practice shows before with a, a couple buddies. So it would be like, uh, you know, comfortable. I knew them and low pressure and then we would never air them. Right. And then, uh, and then the first one that aired was with, uh, Greg Jordan. And, uh, I interviewed Greg like right after I did, uh, have you ever heard the uh, fight for air? It's a, it's a benefit for like lung cancer that they do in Denver. You climb up like 32 flights of stairs. No, that just sounds stupid. You do it in less than 10 minutes. It's amazing how less fast it goes. Less than 10 minutes. It would take yeah. me a few days. <laughs> She'd have to have like a tent on every floor. <laughs> That's what you would think. But then like after doing that, like it was, uh, you know, 12 degrees outside and like I'm coughing and hacking loogies and stuff. And then I got to be on the air and, and for my first episode, my first interview with Greg Jordan. And it was, uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking, but it, it actually turned out well. So going into that first episode, since you said you are kind of a private and shy person by nature, like yeah. what what was running through your head? Uh, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Uh, so I when I started out, like I had like a list of questions that I was going to kind of do, and I was going to... Like I'm just going to ask all these people all these same questions, and then we're going to you know put that together as like uh, an aggregate. But I quickly found out that... Um, you know, natural conversations just happen when you dig deeper on something, when someone's like, oh yeah. And then I, you know, and then I discovered, you know, 77 grain ammunition, it was all over from there. So then you're like, what, 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 what is it about that? That, you know, so you get off on those little tangents and, and the, uh, the show quickly became conversational rather than, um, like a set script. So to, to answer your question, like the, uh, the thing that I was just concentrating on was like, okay, know these questions. You got them up in front of you. Yep. It's fine. I'd like drink some tea. I did like some breathing exercises, calm down, took the dog some out yoga. to, uh, use the, yeah, seriously. Did, uh, did the, uh, um, you know, sit in uh Shavasana or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And the downward dog, the downward dog. And, uh, that's how I start every day in downward dog. <laughs> yeah. Except with a trucker behind hey, you. Hey, hey. <laughs> I told you to leave that part out. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. No, I totally, yeah, I get that. But, you know, I think a lot, what a lot of people don't understand is that there's like this, uh, there's this technical aspect you of You dropped all something heavy, Ava. <laughs> right? I thought it was my beer, but it's okay. <laughs> the beer's okay. The That's all that matters. Technical aspect, but yeah. there's also, then you have to be on. Yeah. Like, right? So Yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, like the, uh, so I'm not really a tech guy either, so... Yeah, we know, because when I asked for advice, and <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't great. Um, uh, you, you sent me pictures of stuff, and I was trying to help, but I, I got this really small flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> You've fallen a long way from Lockheed, my friend. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I actually, uh, I, once I got the technical piece figured out, like where all the knobs should be and stuff like that, um, it was kind of like, uh, I'm just going to go for it. And I needed to give myself like a deadline. So I was like, okay, well, six months from now, I will have the show out there. And then I listened to a podcast with uh, Peter Thiel when he was on the Tim Ferriss show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, you should figure out a way to accomplish your five-year goals in 90 days. And I was like, holy shit, that seems ridiculous. Like, you know, that would be like doing this in like a month and a half. So I was like, well, that, how about 90 days? That makes, that makes it a little more comfortable. And then it's April 1st, April Fool's Day. It's my, uh, it's my brother's birthday. So that'll give, be like a cool milestone to have if this uh, becomes a thing year after year. So either that or the biggest joke ever. Exactly. That, <laughs> that was the other thing is like, just it was like, a good out. You could just be like, Hey, just fooling guys. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once, once I had that deadline, you know, then I had, had to figure the technical piece out. I had to figure out what microphone to get. I had to figure out this. I had to figure out that. And then I've made some uh, iterations in tech along the way, but I try not to like chase the latest thing and, uh, and break it because it's, it's kind of a balance right now. Yeah. You, like green screen and 
yeah 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 that sort of thing plus like the uh the knobs on the um on the uh mixer over there like i i've Dude. got a photo in my phone same. that i look at before each time make sure the, the knobs That's are in great. the same place and you guys couldn't send me those photos when i was trying to figure out my it's mixer. different it's different, different for mixers, everyone yeah, yeah. yeah. i could have so, seen mine and you would have sounded like me which would have been terrible hey how are you doing today <laughs> this is so, Ava. well <laughs> i mean hey look then you'd have a deeper voice but whatever <laughs> oh <God. laughs> uh, so it's gonna be like you, that what do your parents and grandparents and you know your entire family what do they think now now that you left your job at Lockheed Martin and you're basically living out of your truck and you know there's no guaranteed paychecks and you're like what 40 something and you're not married no kids. <laughs> you know my my entire family has been incredibly supportive and uh and honestly I kind of wonder like what you know, if I'd have been able to do it, if they hadn't, you know, because maybe it would have been more comfortable for me to go. Oh, you know, mom wants me to stay at that cool place, and so I'll just kind of go back into my comfort zone. But you know, initially when I told my my uh, mom, my stepdad, so I, I just started the podcast. I didn't tell him like, "Hey, I'm leaving Lockheed," right? So, um, I <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. So my mom got me a map for uh, for Christmas and like a uh, corkboard, and I was looking at it, and she got me like all these pins, and I was like did I tell you that I'm quitting my job and, and, uh, going to shoot three gun full time and her face like turned white and she's like, no, I got this. So you could put a pin in, in a place where in the city where everyone you interviewed was, I'm like, Oh, oops. Well, Hey, guess what? It is like Christmas morning. Right. So, uh, she didn't say anything at all. And then, uh, you know, my stepdad and I kind of talked about it. And then, uh, um, later on a couple weeks later, she, or maybe a week later or whatever, she called me and, and uh, we were talking about it, and she was telling me she was excited. And then talked to my stepdad a while down the road, and he's like, "Yeah, she was freaked out, dude. I had to calm her down." And but you know that the, the uh, thing is, like, there's uh, there was uh, a lot of people that left my life at that time, and some of them um, passed away. Mm-hmm. And I realized like there's there's no tomorrow guaranteed, you know. So um, there, you know, you make plans with people, and then they fucking die, mm-hmm. and then you re- regret not just going out that night you know and so the uh the whole thing of like mortality and everything is like if i don't do this now i'm never gonna do this and i'm gonna be sitting there when i'm 60 thinking like man what would have happened if i would have put myself out there and not been in the comfort zone yeah you know yeah because i mean it's not like you're under a bridge or anything like that you yeah you're doing something daring and uh yeah you know mm-hmm. in the end you still have you still have the skills that got you the last job. Yeah, exactly. So well, and I'm sure at the end of the day, your parents would probably let you move back at home. If you <laughs> well, to. I was thinking that's why his mom was freaked out. She's like, I just got rid of everybody, and now David's going to be living in the basement until he's 70. Funny story. Uh, I'm actually from a broken home now, so. Yeah. It's all right. After I left, the, uh, the my mom and my stepdad broke up uh, and uh, sold the, the childhood home, so I don't actually have any family in Denver anymore. Okay, well. Yeah, awkward, but yeah, no. So the uh, great interview. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't do their research. Let's, yeah. make, let's make David cry. I was Give like, Lacey, <laughs> hand him the tissues. I, I, I thought we gave you four loco, not tequila. Look, to make you feel better. <laughs> oh, there's tissues. To make you feel better, though. Um, I mean, majority of homes are broken now, so. <clears throat> No, it's, no, no. It's okay. I, you're you're just um you know <laughs> of the majority now. No, it's to, it's totally fine. I, um, my my mom and dad split up when I was like nine, so I'm kind of used to that thing. It, but it was uh, it was just to uh, you know, make you feel bad for saying that. But the oh, uh, I, don't, I never. <laughs> yeah, I was bad. like, well, mission <laughs> failed there, buddy. I, you don't understand who you're talking to. <laughs> so yeah, I actually um, you know, you've said like living out of your truck. So what I did was I I sold 
or gave away like almost everything I own and uh, bought a travel trailer. And so me and the dog just tool around in the country, uh, pull the travel trailer and we go set up on ranges and I shoot three gun matches and then uh, interview people while I'm there. Okay. Well, I was looking at Instagram on accident. Instagram automatically hey, does Sean, the sound now. Can you yeah. please kind of put crap your is phone that? away? Didn't while, know that. <laughs> can you put your phone away while we're doing this? I was actually trying to and share. And take my show freaking seriously. <laughs> I was I was trying to share your show actually, uh, but that didn't work. So yeah, Instagram just pissed me off. And and whatever. Dave's from a broken home though, guys. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I'm going to play psychologist for a second, but because mm-hmm. you came from so many broken homes, <laughs> you know what I want to say, don't you? Okay, say Melissa. It. Say it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shoot. I'm acting like my sister now. Oh, good God. What did you call your sister earlier? Start of the C? Yeah. Uh, um, charitable? There, that was it. Charitable. Big, big giving heart, that one. Yes. But do you, I mean, do you hope to, and like nowadays, you know, everybody thinks that in order to be happy, you have to have a family and children. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I'm in my thirties and I'm, you know. keep telling yourself that. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just me and my dog as well. But do you feel that? Do you feel that you're. I do. I do feel like the, the societal pressure of it for sure. The. Do you want that? Do you like someday hope to have a family and children? And do you think that all this traveling maybe prevents you from settling down? Or do you it, think that maybe it increases your chances of meeting the one? Well, it, it definitely prevents me from settling down. Um, the uh, So this probably would have been awesome when I was in my 20s, you know, because like you go places and then you meet people. Yep, sometimes you're like, you're like dee, 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 yeah, exactly. You know? Sometimes sometimes they're women, you know, and uh if you want to just, you know, bang your way across the United States, you can absolutely do that. But wait, luckily, you can? <laughs> yes. I'll show you how, Sean. Actually, right. I should write an ebook. We should sell that. All right, done. But, um, <laughs> please, guys, I got you guys all beat. All right. I'm just letting you know. But the, uh, the, where was I going with that? I, oh, so what show is this? Luckily, you know, I'm like 37 years old. My testosterone's probably gone down a little bit. So I'm kind of over that. It's like, eh. I mean, you have your dog everywhere, and that's kind of awkward, you know? <laughs> I know. Parker, face the corner. <laughs> Parker, that's what it was. We I were thought trying it to was remember. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, it's Parker. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's there's that portion of it for sure. The uh, the other thing is um, when I was here in uh, in July, you know, we did the uh, Colorado State 3 Gun Championship. Uh, actually met a nice girl when I was here in uh, Colorado Springs dated her for a few weeks went on this last trip that i was on for i think four matches so it was like a month and a half came back and gone right so nothing so there's there's that sort of thing too so yeah it definitely is holding you back but you, you have to decide what what's most important in, in your life and for me like the uh um I, I just can't imagine like sitting on a porch and you know when you're 60 something years old and then resenting the uh the wife that you have and the kids that you have because they held you back from doing something that you thought whether they actually did or that's perceived in your mind but the uh but yeah i don't know i i don't know if kids are necessarily for me the um the older i get like the more like little kids you're like oh look at them they do funny stuff and they talk weird but then you know not me i'm like yeah you little son of a bitch i I will fight a toddler (laughs) i'm like that motherfucker stole my skittles (laughs) sean you have kids though right yeah they're all grown really yeah that's awesome yeah don't lie so you're you're over that shit child Okay, That's true. Grayson is awesome. Yeah, last night actually we went over to uh, Lacey's for dinner, 
And like one, Lacey is such a great cook. The, oh my the god, the best, Jerry, the oh, best, buddy. amazing. What's your uh, what's your best meal that you can that everything? You can... Oh my god, like anything and everything. The she brisket. will literally, you know how you Ooh. have to like. I was gonna say probably my smoked brisket. Yeah, the brisket. No. Really? Yeah. Awesome. What? Every well, there's so many other things. Like I, so before I bought my house, I lived with Lacey for a few months. Oh my nice. god, I almost didn't even want to move <laughs> she out. She lived in my basement. <laughs> it was like literally, yeah. Inviting boys over was just a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it was confusion for my son and his words. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. not go there. Okay, no, no more, no more right there. All right, He's Dave. Like, yeah, he kept getting all the guys mixed up. So but whatever. Yeah. So Dave, <laughs> he was wrestling again. So Dave, I would like to uh, actually it's a new dig- challenger every night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to dig into that last question. You said that you left for a little while, and the girl that you were talking to left. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Travis from Soco Three Gun. I didn't realize he was so shallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still around. He's my boo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and I actually went mountain biking yesterday. So I saw that. Thanks went, for the invite. Oh, I didn't know you were a mountain biker. Oh, yeah. We oh, do you didn't? all the things. Yeah. Everything. We do it all. We do it all. Nice. Well, uh, I will invite you next time. All right. And, and I, me too. I'm busy. Do you but, bike? Yeah. You don't seem like you do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> don't let this pretty face fool you <laughs> no when uh when i got back uh i hit kevin up and i'm like hey man i'm back in town we should uh get together and shoot and he's like how about we do something that doesn't have anything to do with what you do all the time and i'm like okay let's do that so we went mountain biking and it was a good way to uh kind of get away from uh you know the the day-to-day because you know it's one of those things like when uh when you really like ice cream and then it's that old story of like, oh, you can have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All of a sudden you start to, to hate ice cream. Oh, I don't even, I can't you even don't... relate to you what you're yeah. saying right now. <laughs> tacos? No, I mean like I would eat ice cream and tacos for every meal. <laughs> well, okay, let's, no, uh, totally... let's do a 30 day challenge. It's uh, <laughs> September 20th. Let's, uh, let's figure this out, man. Let's see how long it takes you before you want to come out and biking with me. Uh, I'll go right now. I'll, I'm still eating ice cream and tacos. <laughs> so, hey, very quickly, just like a real quick push here. What's the most challenging, discouraging, rewarding, and inspiring part of your chosen profession now? Oh, man. Uh, um, challenging first. Challenging first. So the the most challenging thing is uh, is unplugging from the conversation. Um, there, there's a constant flow of interesting things happening in like the three-gun world and competition shooting and guns in general on Facebook, on Instagram and stuff like that. And I find myself getting wrapped up in that a lot where, and, and, and in your head, you can just say, I'm working. And I just did the air quotes for people listening at home. Yeah. But the, uh, um, then all of a sudden, like a couple hours have passed and you're like, what did I accomplish here? Like I was doing, wow. Uh, Silent Co has a new, uh, muzzle loader out with a suppressor. Yay. I'm definitely going to buy one of those, but I can't do it right now. So what did the last hour and a half of research do for me? Right. Uh, discouraging. Discouraging most discouraging thing oh that's a good one sean so i would say discouraging would be that uh my my livelihood and basically um my social life is wrapped up in something that could at any moment be legislated away Hmm. interesting think about that one uh rewarding rewarding uh you know what meeting the people that listen to the podcast and and have learned something from it and have changed their three gun game or, you know, how they do things in, in life based on that. Um, one of my listeners actually hit me up, um, and said that, you know, he listened to episode 100, which is where I basically lay out, Hey Ava, what's happening here? (laughs) I was getting bored. (laughs) I I thought that was after the show. (laughs) So the, uh, um, God, where was I going with that one? (laughs) 
<laughs> got distracted. I don't even know what you were saying. Blood rushed away from my brain. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. So the uh, this might be the first time somebody's popped a boner on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is the second time for me already. But the uh, oh yeah, he reached out to me and said that he listened to episode 100 where I basically laid out like the entire story of the three gun show in my life and and what I what I've uh, what my goals are and plans and he then quit his um, position in a job that he hated and went into, you know, a, a different job somewhere else. And he said that the, uh, um, he got the courage to do that from listening to the show, which nice. really felt amazing, you know, and, and that's like, on the one hand, like, dude, I hope you're really sure about that because you can't <laughs> blame me later. But on the other hand, it's like, uh, you know, feels good to be connecting with people on, the, on that kind of level. And inspiring. Oh man, I should have saved that one for inspiring. I know. I was like, he, he's totally uh, <laughs> giving up all the goose here. You know, the uh, inspiring man. You know, it freaking works. You know, um, but talking to the microphone. Sometimes it feels like you're talking into a hole. This is cool because we have an audience of four looking at us, yeah. and it's ourselves. <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. I was just gonna say, have you seen? There's like zero viewers. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to mention that part. Well, there's two ones in front of that. There's 110. Viewers. It's a podcast. But the. Uh, yeah, I would say the inspiring thing is like it, it works. It absolutely works. You know, the uh, the stuff that my guests and I talk about on uh, a weekly basis actually do connect with people. It does change what, what people do and how they think. It brings people closer together. There's people that have made friendships based on, you know, what we're doing on the Three Gun Show. And uh, that, you know, it keeps it going for sure. Love it. All right. So then lastly... What guns and gear do you use, and who influences that decision? Um, in other words, are you a shill? Yes, yeah. I'm absolutely shill. Let me stand up so you can see my Armalite shirt I'm wearing. Um, so yeah, the I'm just gonna grab my Des Tactical 308. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, I just I said earlier I was um, 37. When I was 34, I bought a Glock 34 because I thought it'd be fun, and uh, I'd always wanted one. So I still shoot that Glock 34. Um, a couple months ago, Mod One Firearms uh, took it from me and sliced it up, made some nice relief cuts and stuff like that. Did a nice stipple job. So they uh, they obviously did that out of the kindness of their heart, and because I want to, uh, they want me to talk about it on the show. So that obviously was uh, was an influence, but I liked their work, so I wouldn't just hand over my my Glock to anyone I know. Um, the uh, the shotgun I shoot is a Stoger M3000. That was influenced. That choice was influenced by a couple things. Um, I shot a lot last year with uh, the Yackley Five, which is uh, Becky Yackley, Mark Yackley, and their boys. Yep. And they, they're uh, you know they're really great shooters. They all shoot Stogers. They shoot for Stoger, and Stoger is like a five hundred dollars shotgun. The you know the the benchmark Benelli M2 is like a thirteen hundred dollars shotgun, and that's before you do any sort of modifications to it. So I watched them for a long time, and they um, we need a beer here. <laughs> trying to be <laughs> this group but i was like i just can't keep listening to him just without the beer. i'm getting somewhere so i watched them for a long time and and they you know were able to do whatever anyone else was able to do with a, a shotgun that was like two and a half times the price so i got one of those and i met uh mark roth from rcix well along the way had him modify it and uh so yeah the influence there was the friendships and relationships that i made the uh the the rifle that i shoot is uh it's an armalite uh, Armalite does support the show and it is uh, so I first became aware of that rifle when I interviewed Tommy Thacker for the show and I did some research on it I was like holy crap that's like the the best you know 
rifle that you can buy that is completely set up for a three gun that's under a couple grand, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm always a guy that likes to build his own stuff. So I already built my, I already had like a lower receiver already built. So I went ahead and built my own three gun rifle. So this year, Armalite supports the show. I shoot an Armalite. Nice. Love it. Uh, and then I guess, where was I going with that one? Oh, so the Fuck, thing, I, don't, I don't know, dude. The thing, <laughs> the thing that my, it's too early to be drinking. Jesus. Is it? The, <laughs> I'm like, it's past 12. Yeah. This is actually like... I'm like, this is the latest I've started drinking in weeks. <laughs> I know. I actually was pretty good today. <laughs> so if I wanted to, um, I could shoot a $4,000 pistol. I could shoot a $4,000 oh. rifle. I could shoot a $3,000 shotgun, right? If you wanted to, Sean, you could do that too, right? Yeah. I mean, I can buy whatever beer I want whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you Why didn't you ask me if I wanted to? I could do that. Well, Sean was the one that made the reaction. You were actually listening intently and... Sean did the woohoo. <laughs> I was all hashtag humble brag. Yeah, exactly. So the uh, the reason that I shoot the stuff that I shoot is this is like mid level stuff that mm-hmm. anyone can purchase. Yeah. Right. Definitely. The and the the vast majority of my audience is, you know, dudes like me. They're the weekend warrior three gunners. They go out and shoot the uh, the, the matches on the weekends at their local clubs and everything. And a four thousand dollar pistol isn't gonna make them three and a half thousand dollars better. Exactly. Yeah. I, so that's I why completely agree. Same. And even, I mean, yeah, okay, there's, there's, uh, you know, things that you could throw into the mix, like the ammunition and the gun and stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it ultimately just depends on the shooter. Like, yeah. I was actually thinking the other day when people were like, well, do you shoot better with this ammunition? Like, I've never even really noticed a difference. I shoot the exact, like, whatever's on sale. Yeah. And I still shoot. Just, yeah, just as well. So a- ammunition for uh, for rifle, and I'm starting to learn for pistol, is where I have to make a concession on that. Like uh-huh. the uh, I shot shitty ammunition a long time in three gun, and just you know the uh, the ball ammunition XM one ninety three, you know, cheapest stuff you could find, and wondered why I couldn't hit targets. Well, you yeah. know. One, okay, well, one, what if you can hit the targets, though? <laughs> I mean, can you not well, get any what better? <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, one MOA accuracy out of your barrel, one MOA accuracy out of your ammunition is two MOA. And so at 100 yards, you got a two-inch group, but at 200 yards, you got a four-inch group. If you're shooting an eight-inch target and you're four inches off, you're missing the target. You know, and we do a lot of that in three-gun. Yeah. All right, so this is all very interesting, but what about Parker? <laughs> what about Parker? What about Parker? Like, Ava, I know you've got some questions for Parker. Oh, I have all the questions. Let's, let's so, ask So, you know, some. I'm an animal lover, and... Um, I didn't know that. I'm sure you saw my Facebook post, you know, about the hunting and stuff. I'm not anti-hunting. I didn't but, see that. Oh, okay, well then, we'll, we won't talk about that. But <laughs> do um, I need to disavow our friendship? But I do. I do love animals, and you know, I I can't help but think about um, Parker's life. And mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you at least have like a bed in the back of your truck for him? Oh yeah. Do you, oh, dude, does he get treats? Does he get groomed? Does he get his nails? You know painted <laughs> well we don't we don't paint his nails oh I'm, tickles does i'm still trying to uh That's convince him that he's straight although his uh proclivities with other dogs kind of i kind of want to hook tickles up with parker we could you know he's uh ambidextrous is that what they call it uh, bisexual. Bisexual. You Thank yes. you. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's way different than ambidextrous <laughs> i've been misusing that term a lot then. wow so yeah parker so he uh he usually rides in the back of the truck unless it's too hot or too cold and then uh I put a, a nice a wool blanket in the back of the uh, um, pickup truck in like the uh, cr- uh, crew cab mm-hmm. and it lays down flat. And so he just kind of sits back there in the air conditioner in the heat when it's too hot or too cold. Um, in the uh, in the trailer, he's got his own bed. 
it's on the side. He's got his own pillows and stuff like that. And that guy's got the best life ever because we spend like a whole bunch of time together, way more than we ever did when I was a Lockheed Martin, even when I'm shooting a match. Oh, where was he during the bicycle ride yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> he was playing in the backyard chasing squirrels. Okay, that's fair. Yep. Whose backyard? My buddy Wade. Oh. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> No, so, I mean, that is that is kind of cool. Can you imagine uh, doing all the traveling without the dog, Parker? Uh, it would be much more difficult. Yeah. I mean, so it'd be, it'd be difficult in the sense that, you know, he's a, he's a kick in the pants. Uh, he's eight years old, so he's been around a long time. We've, we've got, like, a pretty freaking cool relationship, and he's, like, the happiest he's ever been, right, because he's getting exercise all the time. Uh, it would be easier in the fact that, like uh, – you don't have to. You only have to consider your health when you when you uh, camp some spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like with him, like he can't handle as much heat as I, as I can as a human, right? Because yeah. I can just walk around or you know drink water or something like that, where he just kind of lays there in pants, right? So that choose that makes where you stay a little bit more important. Um, you have to stop more frequently because he pees way more often than I do, and the. Uh, you know, just there's all kinds of considerations like security and leaving him by himself. And is someone going to call the cops on me because he's, you know, in the in the trailer while I want to run into Walmart and grab water, you know, that sort of thing. So there's there's a lot of considerations that I make that are definitely for him that would be easier to live an even more selfish life than I actually live. But the uh, I think the reward's worth it. Awesome. OK, cool. Well, uh, we appreciate all of the answers that you've like we appreciate you answering our questions not the answers that you gave <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally we uh, let the guests go so actually get out oh, I knew right. I should have given you a second beer <laughs> there's the door uh, hey Dave have you gotten any weird phone calls lately <laughs> I, I got a call from a 719 uh, that I wasn't able to answer because I was actually mountain biking but uh oh <laughs> it's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Shouldn't have known. So, <laughs> before we play this, um, we, so yesterday, you know, we record most of our prank calls, like, all in one day so that we don't have to do it, like, once a week. Because it takes so much to, get, really to get up for these prank calls. <laughs> I mean, literally, Sean and I was like, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't feel like it. And he's like, me neither. And, and I, I was, was like, do you have any liquor? Vodka. <laughs> yeah, we, we found some vodka in the fridge. And then I was like, do we have any chasers? He's like, all I have is water. And then we found, like, a, a lavender, <laughs> a lavender uh, I don't know flavored that, water. And I, I was like, whatever, it'll do. So we're, like, trying to get trashed. Paprika works well. It works. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> and uh but we figured that we would practice on you before we, you know Yeah, but somebody was mountain biking. Yep. And I also could not keep a straight face. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I was trying to act like a guy. <laughs> as you'll hear right now. Hey, this is Dave Hartman from the Three Gun Show. I usually work better by text or email. Oh yeah, hi David. Uh, this is Joe. I uh, the last match that we were at, you left your underwear in my truck. And, uh, it's, you know, I just figured you wanted them back. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be nosy or anything, but I'm pretty sure you left a, a Snickers in your pocket. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do they uh, you know, like, do they have the corn in uh, the Snickers? <laughs> 
Oh, hey there. This is uh, this is Hank. I, I just heard my, my friend Joe calling from the other room, and I came out, and I wanted to take his phone and talk to you for one second. I don't know who this is. Friggin' Dave. I Like, who the hell's Dave? I don't even know what Dave. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I've seen these underwear that something's really wrong with them. Uh, you actually might want to see a doctor, man. I Like, what are you leaking? I don't, understand it. I don't know what you were doing in Joe's truck, but I'm going to warn you right now. If you if you come back, if I see you again, if I hear your name again, we're going to have a real problem, okay? So let's not even move forward with this. Let's just let it in where it ends. Uh, Joe is mine, and I just, uh, Dave, look, man, you're, you're messing around in territory you don't want to be in, so just go ahead and just step back, step away, do not return the phone call, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? <laughs> Did you even get those? Uh, well, because so, <laughs> then at one point I saw that you were calling, but <laughs> yeah, he called, you he called back. We we're like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Well, that person called twice. I should probably call back." Well, so <laughs> so I left on the voicemail. I usually work better by text or email, right? Yeah, because I don't suck. answer my damn yeah, voicemail. Same. So you were uh, voicemail number sixteen and seventeen. I thought <laughs> I'm gonna have to get through fifteen voicemails before I figure this <laughs> oh, out. Shit. If it's important. They'll call back. Well, now you heard it, so that was, that was amazing. <laughs> nice work. Wow! Uh, so you still get that many voicemails, even though oh, you're yeah. recorder. Does, people don't. Because yeah. I hate, I hate it. The worst is like when your friend calls you and then they leave you a voicemail. And it's like, yeah, no shit. I see that you showed up in the. You hey, know, man, we still getting together tonight? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That could have been a text bar. I thought you were being serious. I was like, well, send an email. Uh, yeah, people will call my people and we'll talk, but not on you. Send an email. I just don't get it. Like, don't fucking leave me a voicemail. Send a text message. Yeah. No. Dave, call me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Should we uh, do gear chat? Obviously. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So, Lacey, uh, do you notice that there's something that looks a little, you I know? Do. Okay, so. Uh, Is that I just for your got taxes? This. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, I just got this in the mail yesterday, and um, it's actually it's really cool. Can you pull it over here so that the camera can see it for those who actually are watching? I can try. It's, can you lift uh, it up? So, yeah, there's like a rubber, there's rubber things on the bottom. Dave, do you have the muscles to hold this? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So you're just gonna hold it like that the whole time and block so. out your face. You All right. Perfect. Oh, hey, a- <laughs> oh, look. Now we have viewers. <laughs> okay. So. It's so um, weird. So this company, they sent me this. Uh, it's it's a basically a storage and transportation device, and it comes with a um, a foundation. It's plastic, and each foundation has these little. It's kind of tough. We're really in tight spaces here. (laughs) But they have these little panels, and on each panel you can store two guns. How cool is that? And so this is basically made for your safe, and um, you can put it in your safe, but then if you had to grab a gun like on the go, which I can't tell you how many times that happens to me, (laughs) Sean's like, hey, let's go shooting. And I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot this gun. I got to run upstairs, but then I have to, you know, dig through my safe, find the gun. Put on the lip gloss. Put on the lip gloss, powder the nose. Uh, but uh, what's nice about this is you could literally, you know, you could just take out the panels, check real quick, and uh, yeah, it just it makes it so much easier. And you can for that size, so it's really that entire thing is 11 inches wide by 12 inches deep, and it is 10.5 inches tall. This so, looks like you could put it in like a, a file cabinet or, and then yeah. keep your guns a little yeah. bit more secure. Yeah. Right? File cabinet, safe, whatever you want. 
So, and also the price of this is, is uh, it's pretty nice. Right now it's on sale for $49.99. Otherwise it retails for like $55. And if you guys are interested, you can get it at holdyourfire.com. Spelled weird. H-O-L-D-U-R-fire.com. You are. Uh, yep. Lacey, what do you think about this? Um, I think I see an investment in mine and Chad's future because we have like three file cabinets downstairs. Wait, are you talking have- about me or Chad? This actually? Chad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually talking about my Chad. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> Wait, um, this guy? But we have like three file cabinets down chair- downstairs that lock and um, they're empty. Yeah, so it would be, and you guys have a ton of guns too. Fill them right? with guns. He wants another gun safe and I don't want to buy another one because he wanted biometrics and that was expensive and now he's telling me it's too small. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely turn those file cabinets into uh... <laughs> But no, so, this is cool. I would put this in my gun safe actually. Yeah, so would I. At first I was like, because it just came with all the panels and all the... Uh, <laughs> The little, uh, the straps, and I was like, how the heck do I put this together? But it didn't really take that much, that you know, that no. long to figure out. Yeah. I looked, I watched the YouTube When videos. you got it, I was like, what the hell is this garbage? Yeah, you were hating on it. And I was <laughs> like, shut up, don't be jealous, because once again, people send me stuff all the time, and no. Sean never gets any mail. Oh. And they also included... Well, that um, was just mean. A little... Uh, Sean, I'll send you mail. Thank you. Yeah, if you could just hate mail, that'd be great. That, I, that's all I ever get. I I'm going to send him confetti bombs. <laughs> I'm going to send you glitter bombs. Glitter oh, bombs. Terrible. So they also included a, um, what is this thing? A, ma- a magazine? Yeah, cuff. magazine storage. So did you the, say puff? I guess the only, it's called a magazine cuff. Oh, I thought you said puff. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, puff, puff, smoke. <laughs> is it 420? Says so Colorado. I know. Did you miss it? I did. Um,. <laughs> The only thing that I would say my only complaint is with the magazine holder. I mean, most magazines are are decent size. You can't really fit two of them. So I don't know. I guess that would be my only complaint. But other than that, I really like it. Yeah, I kind of dig it too. And uh, for 50 bucks, you can store 10 guns in this or eight guns in uh, an entire thing of magazines. So pretty cool stuff. Was that all planned out, Sean? No, just curious. That was it actually ma- every time. Completely <laughs> constantly trying to sabotage. No, so here's what I happened. Know, he's always sabotaging. I put us. the strap on just a little too tight, so it's pressing the mag release. <laughs> oh, so, and then also la- yesterday. <laughs> okay, here you go. Yeah. So this uh, docking base here. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dropped the magazine on myself. This docking base does it require like any gun oil or anything, or you just dry dock it? Dry dock. It's all bareback. Yeah. Okay. You could actually, there's uh, little spots in there where you could put screws down too. Yep. So. Yep. So I really you could screw it. it in. Definitely. You could, yep. You could screw it in. You could just keep it out in the open, put the, <laughs> you know, the rubber. <laughs> wow. So much in you <laughs> Lord. Did you, you have something that you wanted to talk about? Okay. <laughs> that's that's cool because we don't pick up every little sign that, <laughs> sound that happens in the studio. Yeah. So uh, so I brought you guys, uh, you know, some Vortex koozies, and I actually brought a couple of uh, Vortex products to talk about here. So when you guys were at it's Shot a good Show, good thing we drink, right? <laughs> I know. I, I made a gamble that you guys drink, but when you guys were at Shot Show 2017, did you did you stop by the Vortex booth and see the Viper PST one to six? No. I 
honestly have no idea. I saw so many products there. It was uh, it was one of the the uh, really exciting things that came out because it's it's about if you pay retail, it's about a seven hundred dollars scope, and uh, it's a one to six power. It's very good for three gun. And uh, Lacey, you can look through that if you uh, if you want to check it out. The uh, my head you can by the way, I probably should have yeah. looked. You know, Lacey can't see out of that eye. So oh. thanks for making it awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. bad. So, Ava, I'll hand that to you. Okay, uh, hold on, hold my beer. <laughs> so the uh, the the one yeah. to six is like is it's a really cool scope. It has very good glass on it. It's great for for our sport and three gun. And when uh, when I talked to Ruben at Vortex and was like, hey man, I want to get one of those to uh, to use this year. He's like, well, let me send you some other stuff too. Uh, because I chose an MRAD reticle in this, which I like because it's like a metric ruler and it's the same for every scope that you look through. Um, so got this uh, this Vortex rangefinder and uh, this Vortex uh, uh, recce um, uh, monocular as well. So the, the way these all work together is when we're walking through stages in 3-gun, we range our long-range targets so we know how far away they are, so we know our holds when we're shooting them, right? So you do that with your, your ranger, you just press the little button and it tells you how far away stuff is. Then if you want to see what that uh, that target is going to look like when you are shooting it the next day, obviously you don't have your guns with you on the walkthrough because that's not allowed. So you've got this little monocular and it has the same reticle that that scope does. It's an MRAD reticle and you can actually look through it and see what that's, what that target will look like when you're shooting it. So it gives you an idea of what you're looking at through that scope the next day and uh, gives you another little leg up on the competition so you can program that in your head and you know where your holds are. First focal plane or second? Second focal plane. Yeah. I'm kind of a big fan of Viper. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't have the one by six, but uh, I, I would definitely like to get one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really sweet scope. And like I said, super inexpensive. The uh, the glass on that is pretty ridiculous. When uh, Ruben showed me that at Hard as Hell last year, which is a match in uh, in St. George, Utah, I was, uh, I was super impressed. So it was nice to be able to uh, to shoot it this season. And you said that this entire thing retails for seven hundred. So the the scope is seven hundred. Um, I guess I should look up the uh, price for the <laughs> the oh, recce and the you know, uh, the ranger. Dave. Just amateurish. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, not quite sure what those are, but I'm sure someone will put links down below wherever you see this. So, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty cool. The uh their tools of the trade, it's uh stuff that we do in 3gun all the time is is uh make sure we know where those targets are and how far away that we're shooting so we can actually uh you know, hold for the the right uh the right distance and this helps us do it. Yeah. And love Vortex. I'm already yeah. a big fan. Vortex is great. There's probably multiple vortex optics in this room, actually. Yeah, but good luck finding them. Yeah, it's a freaking <laughs> well, disaster. You know, vortex uh, supports the uh, the shooting sports, yeah. and uh, I always make my purchases based on that. You know, like um, we we talked about it before, Sean with uh, Brownells. You know, they support three guns, so you know I, I make purchases through them. Yeah, agreed. Plus, you know that they, they've got to pay for uh, the Brownell Social Summit next week, so they really need your money what? to go buy from them. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going, but it's going to be whatever. Fun. Hashtag humble brag. Uh, no, that was not humble <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you guys know what humble means. No, not at all. Uh, you, you know what is pretty humble. And that's the reviews. Ava, you got your first review. We did. Not just me, but we all got our first uh, review. Yay. Well, except for you, Dave. You weren't really no, included not a, in that Not review. a part of that at all. No. Um, 
But yeah, I'm really excited. We I just realized uh, today that we got our first review, and it is by uh, Chris ZX10R. Lacey, do you want to read that? It's only one episode in, but I really liked it. I like the gun industry prank call segment on this show. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I appreciate the very different style of gun funny. Looking forward to the next episode. Nice. So they must have left that a while ago, and I just now realized today that they left it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) but I do really appreciate it, Chris Z X Ten R. I think you're saying it wrong. I think it's Chris Z X Ten R. Yeah, it's definitely Chris X Ten R. Yeah, Mixel Flake. It's a check. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's a he's a check listener. So, guys, if anybody else is interested in leaving us a review, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. You can go on to iTunes. You could even go on our Facebook page or uh, YouTube. I mean, really, it doesn't. We're, I'm not. It doesn't matter. It just you leave it wherever as long as it's good. If you leave a bad review, then go to uh, thethreegunshow.com and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And this show is actually now on the Firearms Radio Network, so you can find it there. Uh, firearmsradio.tv will show you all the episodes of Gun Funny. You can subscribe and do all those great things. Uh, find the reviews and everything all on that website as well. So why is it important that people leave reviews? That's I'll, a good question. I'll take this one. Uh, Sean, (laughs) because of the way that the iTunes algorithm works for for their ranking systems, which I was actually just looking at today for a bunch of different shows, um, the more engagement that a show gets, the the better it is for the show. So, for example, if if you get a lot of downloads, but you're also getting a ton of reviews that ranks higher in the algorithm, it shows you in the new and noteworthy. It shows you a bunch of different things and it helps people find the show. So the more reviews that people leave, it, it helps with the algorithm. More so when people are looking for a new podcast, they'll read the reviews, you know, they'll, they'll go yeah. and see like, hey, do other people like this? Because, you know, if, if it's something that other people like, then maybe I'll like it as well. Hmm. So it, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different reasons that reviews help, but they really, really, really do. And the, the iTunes algorithm is heavily biased towards yes. podcasts that get a lot of reviews. And it helps gun people like us find gun people like us. And, yeah. you know, we make our community stronger, right? By supporting each other. Yep. So do you do you ask people to leave reviews for you? I do, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they can so do that. People, if people want to find you, where can <laughs> they leave you a review? Thanks, Ava. I didn't pick up on, uh, on that one right <laughs> there. At all. Uh, it was very subtle. <laughs> it was yeah. just so subtle. Yeah, it's uh, threegunshow.com slash iTunes. And you're also on social media, correct? Yeah, I'm on social media. Uh, Instagram is where I'm the most active. It's at threegunshow. And uh, obviously the number three. And then uh, Facebook, YouTube is all just uh, Three Gun Show. Very cool. All right. So wrapping up. Yeah. I mean, you can find us at gunfunny.com in iTunes, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those different places. And uh, definitely go check out Hunt Hack Gear, H-U-N-T-A-C gear.com. And again, that is Gun Funny 10 to get 10% off everything. Go check them out. Jake's a great guy. And uh, we really love having him as a supporter of the show. And tell him, tell him we said hi. Uh, tell him we, we said don't hi. talk to him enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not near enough. Uh, he gives me a lot of crap on every social media outlet. That's why I like him. Yeah, that's why I don't like him. But <laughs> I'm gonna allow but it. His gear's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. His gear's pretty great. I do like it. So uh, hey, let's uh, let's start wrapping this thing up. Dave, thank you so much for being here. It was great to be here. This is so much fun. Check Where? out Three Gun Show. Yeah, Ava, Lacey, you guys are doing uh, some cool stuff. I really enjoyed the uh, the episode with Keith. So keep it up. Thanks. Thanks.
<laughs> and Sean you're, you're right too Sean <laughs> I was like you're that's good. cool <laughs> Dave get the fuck oh, out of oh, here I, right now <laughs> I'm sorry I, th- I thought you were just the man boy of this operation uh, uh, he's just a tech guy that's all well. want to send feedback suggest a place to prank call tell us about a company or anything else go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact <laughs> <laughs>